Alchemy Network, TV for esoteric of metaphysics. Food Alchemy Network presents Coffee with Ori on Mondays. Food Alchemy presents Dr. D Time. Food Alchemy Network, channel worth watching. Food Alchemy Network, a metaphysics vortex channel. I am, I am everybody. everybody. Okay. Okay. Can you do me a favorite? Can you do me a favorite? Can... I'm hearing an I'm echo. I'm hearing an echo from you. From you. From my feet? <laughs> yes. 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 So. so. Let's see what else is going on. There should be no echo. There is no other devices I am connecting. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, I am okay. going. I am going to try to turn try it to down. turn it down. Okay. Because I'm hearing my hearing myself. Okay. Still hearing myself. Still hearing myself. It's not. It's not. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I'm gonna to have to try. I'm gonna have to try. Because it's just coming. It's just coming back. It's not for me. Uh, I didn't hear any echoes. So it was clear. Yes, clear, yes, but I'm hearing clear, myself. I'm hearing myself. When, mm-hmm. I'm saying, when I'm saying, when I'm saying, repeating. <laughs> so, so good, good. Uh, okay. Well, we'll just well, get on. We'll just get on with it. Show and try Show to make it. Try work. to make it work. Okay. Okay. I am Dr. I am Dr. D. I want to welcome you. Thank you very much. This work. This vibe is like repeating back. I don't have it on anything. Please check it out.
what is the problem uh, i i hear that uh, there is a echo in your in your space say that again say that again there is a echo in your in your in your device Okay. Is that better? Is that better? It's bad. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. Ooh. I don't know. I don't know. It's like I'm. It's like repeating myself somewhere and I can't find myself. I'm on something. Somewhere and I can't find myself. Okay. Okay. All right, you guys. I am Dr. D from Food Alchemy Network. All right, you guys. I am Dr. D from Food Alchemy Network. I want to come in. I told you I will be bringing beautiful stories. I told you I will be bringing beautiful stories across different countries. Across different countries. and understanding and we were get more and understanding and we were get down in how we in how we another expats point another expats point of view so without so, further ado, without further ado uh, I'm going uh, I'm going to I don't have to mess up your name. I don't have to mess up your name. I got that right. I got that right. <laughs> <Come> <laughs> Tamarai, yeah, Tamarai Kanan, correct. <laughs> okay, okay. So first of so, all, first of all, tell us where you're from. Tell us where you're from. I'm from uh, India. Okay, okay. So and, South India, and... South India actually, uh, to be a, to be from, uh, I it came from a place called uh, Pudukottai. Uh, which is a city in uh, tamil nadu so tamil nadu is a state and i am from pudukottai uh, city from tamil nadu oh cool, oh, cool. that's great that's great so so for you guys out there i have there i'm prepared so i'm going straight, so I'm to, going the straight to the gusto <laughs> so it makes it so easier it makes it for easier me. for me and for my guests and for my guests <laughs> Uh, so tell us so a tell us a little bit how did you how did you actually wind up in Taiwan yeah, Taiwan uh, so uh, I was doing my master's program in India and later I worked in India for 5 years as an assistant professor and then I thought to do my uh, PhD program in abroad so i was applying for uh, 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 other universities in abroad like uh, uk us europe or other countries as well along with taiwan and uh, taiwan i got a offer from different universities but i didn't get the enough scholarships from uh, the universities where i applied so taiwan uh, has a, a scholarship uh, called uh, ministry of education it supports uh, Uh, master students and phd students with uh, free tuition as well as uh, with a stipend for the students so i like this offer from taiwan so i took this offer and i am here now in taiwan 
That's that's a bustle. That's a bustle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So tell me. So tell me. In doing the doing the best COVID, correct? Right? Yes. So how was that? So how was that process? Of a uh, process of the process when process you came when in you came COVID. in COVID. COVID. Uh, when I came in, uh, actually it was uh, September twenty nineteen just uh, two months before covid and uh, when uh, into the uh, to, into the first time like in into the november or december i got a information i got i was reading the news articles that there is some virus which is spreading in china right now and i was uh, at the time i was very concerned and um, uh, i planned my wedding uh, in january 2020 in india so i went back to india for my wedding on january for january and at that time uh, it was uh, slowly increasing the number of cases in taiwan started increasing as well and uh, as the day progress i thought to come back to taiwan in february uh, 2020 uh, with my wife and uh, there are news that uh, uh, there are plenty of covid cases in taiwan so i was really concerned at the time because in india or other other parts are safe at the moment in in february 2020 and nobody knows much about the virus and all we hear is the news from china and taiwan that there is a virus called covid is spreading very fast here so initially i was concerned and uh, our family also very much concerned about me and they told me to be here in india do whatever you can continue you can go later uh, and then uh, i decided i told i convinced my parents and me and my wife travel to taiwan in february 2020 at the time the cases are high in taiwan and uh, uh, initially the government struggled a little bit uh, during as this is new one so nobody knows about the virus so what to do and how to do and later uh, the government had some plans uh, like uh, the contact uh, testing uh, tracing methods so what they did is they tested uh, every uh, international travelers who came from china hong kong macau and other parts of the country high risk countries uh, uh, they mentioned uh, and they tested and they made everyone compulsorily 14 days quarantine later and uh, they took the contact tracing method so and they made uh, mask as mandatory one and uh, in the february month uh, the cases were down in taiwan in 2020 and uh, almost uh, like for 200 days there is no covid cases registered in taiwan continuous days straight 200 days 250 days so it was a record at the time so taiwan was very safe initial phase if you compare in february march there are some cases every day the cases will be like uh, 30 40 cases later it reduced uh, to zero and they maintained a zero covid case for 200 days it was a very good move and everybody appreciated taiwan for the uh, handling of covid and i felt very very safe in taiwan than in any other places and uh, later uh, there is no restriction for mass and you can free to go to any places 
so uh, we are free in taiwan there is no lockdown here in taiwan unlike the other countries so we never had lockdown in taiwan in this cold situation it is very very uh, surprise to others so we everybody had lockdown in their own countries everybody has to shut off their work and work from home but here schools colleges are open the country is open except the international borders they closed the international borders and they took this uh, serious measures of quarantine testing tracing contact tracing and uh, they were able to control covid okay okay so so i get to get to so so next question okay do you need did, did, did you know no Chinese or, or the Chinese, the Chinese to apply to apply for citizenship? No, uh, there is no restriction uh, in terms of language. As long as your uh, first language is English, or uh, if you want to, uh, for example, uh, if you uh, have studied your education uh, from uh, English background, as like me. india uh, we have a official language english is one of the official language but it is not a native language for us so in in my case i, I just uh, my education should be in english or i have to uh, give some scores tofl scores ielts scores uh, for the eligibility to get the scholarship so uh, chinese is not a mandatory one okay and as long as if your courses are in english if you are coming to a university where the courses are in english the teaching teaching language is in english so you no need a chinese oh that's cool oh, that's cool okay so what okay, area, so what do, area do, do taiwan you live taiwan in taiwan you live in there i live in uh, taichung city which is the central taiwan which is the second biggest city uh, after uh, taipei So when so you first came you here first came you stayed there, there or did you, you or did you at one place one place move to another I first came to like uh, I came to Tabion uh, as a international airport and then uh, I directly came to Taichung I I didn't stay anywhere else at the time there is no covid or no no quarantines luckily uh, when I came in first time so I directly come to Taichung I booked my apartment before coming here there are websites available for rental booking so you can go to the website you can book and luckily i had a indian friends in taiwan already so i contacted my indian friends and uh, i booked uh, through them i i was able to book a, a, a place for me good good i had otherwise it's very difficult to find a, a room Okay. okay. So tell me what so are the stores like in Taiwan? Taiwan. What are the stories in the sense? Like grocery, like grocery stores. stores okay. Yes, yes. Yes, they have some like that. Yes. Uh we have a uh, PX Mart or uh, we have convenience stores like 7-11 and there are uh, uh, there are uh, uh, departmental stores available nearby. and where we can buy everything right from uh, uh, groceries for our home or any utensils you need or tv electronics application 
so all in one place basically so uh, there are uh, there are uh, there are convenience stores and there are px mart rt mart in these marts you can uh, buy the groceries day to day life so it is very uh, you can find it everywhere so these px mart and rt marts are available like uh, every 2 kilometers or 3 kilometers they are you can find it See, that's good. That's See, good that's to know. Good. That's yes, good to know. yes. So, okay. So, the other okay. Is, the tell other me what the city is, is like. City is like versus versus uh, when you uh, when you in India in India or maybe what is the city what like? What is the city like in The cities uh, uh, here in Taichung is a big city, and uh, 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 yes, it is like. Um, the city i feel less the, the traffic is very less in taichung city even though it is the second uh, uh, biggest city in taiwan uh, i comp- when comparing with uh, taipei taipei is little uh, bit uh, traffic and you will be having some pollutions air pollutions uh, but the taichung city comparing with the other cities uh, and uh, considering the population it has uh, it is very very uh, good at uh, Uh, clean air and conditions and the less traffic so and the public public transportation is very good in taichung in taichung city uh, the bus uh, is free of ride for 10 kilometers for every citizens who is living in taichung it's the best part to promote the public transportation so the city government uh, is uh, allowing the citizens of taichung uh, to free to travel from one place to another place Uh, up to 10 kilometers and there are u uh, bikes available uh, bicycles uh, for free so 30 for 30 minutes it is free so you can uh, go anywhere if you want to go to one place to another place i can directly go and take a bicycle and i can i can park it anywhere in the u bike station there are u bike stations for every half a kilometer or 1 kilometer you can easily find it so uh, they are the they are promoting instead of going for uh, the car and uh, other uh, private vehicles they are promoting encouraging the citizens to use bicycles and uh, buses uh, for mode of transportation i feel it is best in uh, taiwan in only in taichung uh, it is uh, free i like that so tell us about the weather weather uh, yeah, during summer it is uh, hot uh, many westerners feel it is too hot to you will be having sweaty the temperature will go up to 37 degrees celsius or uh, sometimes uh, maximum of 40 degrees celsius uh, during summer and uh, during uh, winter the temperature is 6 degrees celsius so people feel uh, cold <laughs> i feel cold very cold so th- these are the difference in conditions and uh, weather keeps keeps changing one day it will be cold uh, during the winter winter i am saying and one day the weather will be cold it is one day it will be uh, kind of not cold not hot kind of warm weather if if it feels good and uh, during summer it was very tough for the foreigners uh, westerners to be in taiwan it is what i hear but as as uh, i feel uh, normal with india indian weather Okay. okay. So it so does. It does. Would you say Taiwan has Taiwan has four seasons? Yes, they have four seasons: summer, winter, autumn, and the spring seasons. So uh, I like spring here in Taiwan. Okay. 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 Ok
<laughs> so tell me, so do, tell they, me, have do they have a speakers? speakers? Like a coast like where beaches mountains? Yes, yes. Uh, Taichung has mountains. Uh, the landscape, it has all the landscapes. Like uh, 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 you can have beaches in south side of Taiwan. Uh, the Kenting, uh, Kaohsiung, you can find these are the cities where you can find beaches. Uh, and uh, there are mountains. So every time people used to go for hiking. So there are some hiking trips, trekking trips happening in Taiwan, in Taichung particularly. So this is popular uh, for uh, mountains as well as uh, uh, for sea beaches. And there are islands available like a green island. And um, there are there are three four uh, main islands are available, so you can you can go to the island, you can have fun uh, in those islands. Okay. okay. So, so can you tell me what Taiwan is actually known for? It's for a semiconductor industry. Taiwan has the biggest semiconductor industry in the world. They are number one in manufacturing chips. So it is. Uh, it is known for its uh, semiconductor industries. Okay. Cool. Cool. Oh, beans. Oh, beans. Can, can, can you name? Can you name some, some Chinese, Chinese dishes? Chinese dishes. Yeah. Uh, a sticky tofu is the dish uh, everybody in Taiwan likes. Uh, it is made of rice. It might. Uh, uh, the smell may be uh, kind of weird. Uh, you, many Westerners find their own like the smell, but they say the taste is good. Uh, so in every there are night markets available in Taichung in Taiwan. So in every night markets uh, you can find uh, that is sticky tofu, and also hot pot uh, is a very popular one in Taiwan. So uh, these are and uh, uh, Taiwan is very popular for bubble milk tea. People like it very much. Bubble oh, milk tea. Oh. I like that. Well, I like I, well, you I like it. Like it. <laughs> <laughs> Good, cool. <laughs> of course, I too like it. Okay, so, okay, I, have so I have a question. Do you know how hard it is, is to expand in Taiwan? Um, it's not an... Uh, un, you, yes, in the sense that uh, you should know the language in Taiwan. Uh, Mandarin is the language. So if you don't know Mandarin, at least if you are staying in Taipei, it is fine. Uh, many people will speak English, but uh, not many in the other parts of Taiwan um, speak English. So you will find it very, very odd or it's very, very difficult to have a basic uh, needs uh, in case of in grocery stores or if you want to take a taxi. So it is very, very hard uh, to go from one place to another place and having a daily life. So it's better to learn the language. And other than that, I, I feel uh, everything is comfortable. Only thing is language. And if you if you want to try different foods, you can try different foods. You have all kinds of foods available here. Uh, Megdi is there, KFC is there. So if you like to try Taiwanese dish, yes, you are, uh, you are welcome to do it. Uh, as noodles and uh, fried rice are popular. So, uh, so I don't feel uh, any, any, anything with the food. Or anything with the other other than the language. So basically, if you if you want to if you want to come to Taiwan, please learn the language uh, for a better. Okay. Okay. 
So okay, so, and okay, and tell me, tell me if they have, if they have, yes, here uh, they have Uber, and there is a yellow taxi uh, uh, available. These two are the major one in Taiwan. So you can, if you want to go from one place to another place, you can book the Uber by yourself, or uh, you can simply go to any convenience stores, Seven Eleven convenience stores, where you can book a taxi for you. Oh, there are uh, devices. So just you can, if you go to a convenience stores, and you can book a taxi, and uh, you can have a ride. Okay, tell okay, me tell about, me the, about internet the internet in Taiwan. Uh, internet. Uh, the major telecom uh, is Changhua uh, Telecom and T Star Mobiles, and uh, these are the popular internets uh, in Taiwan. And the speed is good. Uh, in my location, it was. Forty uh, Mbps speed I am getting average, uh, and uh, upload speed of fifteen uh, Mbps. So the internet is uh, good in uh, Taiwan everywhere. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. that's, that's that answers a lot of questions. A lot of questions for a lot of Yes. Okay. Okay. Tell us. Tell, tell us about days there. And when a day are. When a day are. Sorry, uh, didn't hear the question. Tell us, Tell about, us the about the Chinese holidays, holidays, holidays and these are them. Okay. Uh, January or February, January end or February beginning, they will be having a Chinese New Year. Uh, it is very, very popular. Everybody uh, in uh, in everybody uh, from every part of the country, like if Taiwan is staying away, those who are away from the country, they will return back to Taiwan to be with the family and they spend a lot of time. So it is like uh, ten days holidays. You cannot find any stores in Taiwan. Every stores, every hotels, everything will be closed. So if you if you are in Taiwan doing the Chinese New Year, you should prepare yourself because you cannot find any grocery items. You cannot find uh, any anything. Uh, everything will be closed. Everybody will be celebrating uh, uh, Chinese New Year for the ten days, and then you will be having a. Uh, 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 and then uh, uh, mid autumn festival will will come in and uh, uh, taiwan national day uh, they they call it as a double 10 day that is 10th october they will celebrate every year that is uh, national day of taiwan uh, these are the major uh, uh, major uh, holidays they have and uh, in june you will be having dragon boat festival in taiwan it's very very popular uh, people used to celebrate Dragon Boat Festival in June, and uh, there is a um, uh, Ghost Festival in July. It's wow. yes. Wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. 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 Um, um, tell me, tell tell me what, what occupation, occupation that is really, that popular, is really popular, popular or in demand. Or in demand. I want, I want. Uh, popular is, as I said, Taiwan is known for electrical, electronics industries. Okay. Chip okay. manufacturing, semiconductor industries. So people with the background of electrical or electronics background is very much high demand. So uh, whoever is uh, wants to come to Taiwan, if they have a background in electronics related to uh, chip manufacturing, chip uh, or design or research field, anything related to uh, chips, uh, semiconductors. It's very, very popular in Taiwan. Okay. okay. 
So can so you can explain Thailand's government, government a little bit? Uh, yes, right now the government, uh, DTP, there is a ruling party in Taiwan. Uh, the president uh, came to power in 2016 and again in uh, 2020 January she was again re-elected for another four years. So right now uh, uh, the same party is ruling. Uh-uh. Might be stuck. <laughs> That happens sometimes, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, just uh, so we'll see. We'll just wait here. So as you can see, I got my questions. I'm ready, being prepared. We were stuck for a we minute. We were stuck we for a minute. Like yes, I seen it. I seen it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So my ex so thing is, thing is about, about the culture there in Taiwan with men and women. Men and women. Um, uh, how is it different um, from other countries? Yes, uh, comparing with other countries. Uh, okay. You're back. Uh, in uh, Taiwan, uh, men and uh, women are treated... You're back. Yeah, the men and women are treated equally. Uh, everywhere I can see... Uh, women, women, like uh, if you if I take a bus, uh, there will be I guess I'm using up a lot of speed, <laughs> and it's okay. So this is one of the things um, you might want to check your your internet while you're in Taiwan. Um, what you need, because sometimes it is different than other you know other speeds that you will need. Whether you're actually just sending emails and sending pictures, or if you like myself, always streaming and always talking, doing Skype and doing meetings. So um, it's from my understanding from other people, it is kind of hard to uh, get that speed. And sometimes it's not all depends. You got to find out what speed you need. Um, like my friend was saying in Mexico, uh, you from our other show, sometimes it's not enough. And if it's not enough, they don't have the speed. You have you might have to go back to your own country or go somewhere else and move where the speed will be uh, much more viable for yourself. So um, right now, what I am going to do to give them a few minutes to come back, we're going to play a uh, commercial. So uh, thank you for being patient and understanding uh, with me, and we Maybe. will uh, with me. Okay. And Hold on. <laughs> Dr. D, med physician, alignment with yourself, Reiki, prana, muna, aiki, personal steams, biofeedback, and alignment. These are some of the services Dr. D offers to you. 
as a med physician, quantum physics, biofeedback, doula, spiritual counseling, yoni and spiritual counseling, yoni and language. We are back. I am. We are back. I am doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's uh, let's go back to the question. Go back to the question about about. About the cultural differences, the cultural differences, and you said it's equal. You said it's equal. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, um, here, uh, there is no difference between men and women. So, whatever the men is doing, so women are equally treated, and women enjoy a lot of uh, freedom, uh, just like men. So, there is no restrictions for women. So, I feel it is uh, great to be here. So, everywhere, uh, what uh, there is no inequality. Uh, between men and women, so I like uh, those in Taiwan very much. Okay. okay. So do you so know if you there's, know any, there's any Chinese, Chinese uh, tables? Chinese tables? No, no. Chinese, Chinese tables. Tables. Okay. Taiwan is tables. Um, and I said about a ghost festival, right? So mm-hmm. they celebrate a ghost month for one year, one month. There is a month called Ghost Ghost Month. So they they like uh, there are some uh, uh, in that month they feel uh, uh, there are some spirits uh, they will uh, roam the streets so you should be very careful don't roam after nine o'clock if you believe in and uh, there are some taboos like they the clothes if you put outside for drying once you wash your clothes wow. Okay. <laughs> that makes wow wow wow. Okay. Uh sorry, sorry about it. I it's don't know okay. what is the problem uh, with uh, is, uh with is the internet is, is this mine? Is, is, yeah. So what is the internet is ghost month? month? <laughs> what month is ghost month? Okay, okay. And um the the taboos are like uh, once uh, if they put the clothes for uh, for drying purpose they won't take it in the night because they feel that there are some spirits used to wear the clothes so yeah they they won't do it uh, they will take the next day morning only <laughs> so there are people uh, so and there is there are uh, taboos like uh, number four they won't use. You can uh, see in some hotels or in some uh, in in some malls, uh, they won't use the number four. They use three and five. The, basically, it is the number four. Why? Because uh, they consider uh, the pronunciation of number four and dead death is equal. They have the same pronunciation, so they feel it is uh, bad to have number four. Uh, even uh, the mobile phones. Uh, ending up with number four, uh, nobody will take it. So number four is considered as a bad. So, and uh, there are some other taboos like uh, if you are gifting, if you if you if you want to give a gift, uh, people shouldn't uh, buy a gift as a clock. Clock as a gift. Uh, if you give clock, which means uh, the bad time will start for them. Or uh, the time is uh, coming for the person, like they will expire, they will pass, they are going to pass away. Kind of, it's a bad sign. So you shouldn't uh, gift uh, clocks uh, to anyone. 
and uh, a boyfriend and girlfriend shouldn't uh, uh, give uh, gifts like uh, uh, shoes uh, uh, it is also considered as a taboo uh, because if you give shoes they will uh, move away from your life so that's a bad sign so they so if you if if you want to give uh, shoes at least the other one has to pay at least a $1 so it's like a uh instead of getting a gift i pay you one dollar and give me this <laughs> these are some of the taboos in uh, taiwan <laughs> okay tell me about okay, the new family about- in taiwan what is that structure okay. like okay uh, a nuclear family uh we a family will be having mostly a father a mother and kids and uh, with their elder parents if they are uh, so macro six people i seen in a family not more than that uh, maybe uh, uh, normally you will be having a family of four or three okay wow pretty cool i never seen it okay so tell me about the nightlife there in taiwan So tell me about the nightlife there in Taiwan. Yes, uh nightlife uh, Taiwan is open. Uh, you will be having uh, uh parties on Saturdays or Friday evening and you will be having get togethers, you will be having language teaching program. So uh, Taiwan is very vibrant. Uh, all the shops uh, convenience stores are 24 hours open and uh, bar uh, bar pub pub life and uh, uh is there. so dance music uh, so it is good for youngsters uh, the master students who are coming in they celebrate the weekends a lot i bet okay cuz i was wondering if they had karaoke bowl oh cool <laughs> okay is there okay. smoking is there allowed? smoking allowed yes smoking is allowed in taiwan uh, everyone most of them will smoke even okay. the men women okay. irrespective of the ages uh, so from 18 plus till 70 years whatever the age everybody smokes here in taiwan okay okay, okay. 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 Well, a lot of questions. questions so how do you feel yeah. how do you feel <laughs> i feel happy to share <laughs> i'm happy <laughs> happy happy about the questions <laughs> okay okay So, so, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I missed it. I missed it. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Let's see what was the question. Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. Pretty good. Huh? Pretty good. I already did that. I already did that. So, we had so we had somebody in the game. Got a couple people, a couple people to get. So, so I want to again say thank you for your interview. Yeah, you, you have any questions? Ah, uh, I I don't I see your your videos and uh, I liked your videos uh, uh the link you choose send me. I found oh, it very wow. good, very good and I happy to be uh, uh, in your channel. Oh, thank well, you so thank much. So much. And thank you and for thank you for wealth of information. information. So for people so for people here, on here, look down. Look down. Then anything, anything I said, I said or, 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 or,
and write and it down. Write it down. And you'll be happy. And you'll be happy. Yeah. So, so we're going to close the show. The show. And I want to thank, thank you again. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Come on. Three, hopefully. Two. One. We are live. Wow. <laughs> Never know. It like didn't give me nothing. Okay, everybody. I am Dr. D and you are watching Dr. D time on Food Alchemy Network. So thank you for tuning in for this impromptu live, live, I want to say it again, interview <laughs> with Miss Bernadette Sanders. Am I saying it right? Yes. No. Now. I would tell y'all about the journeys of being an expat. So I thought, why not? And it's just a coinkadink. <laughs> I happen to have to come back Friday to California by the way of a horse <laughs> and, and all that stuff. Uh, you guys, I just want to share a little something with you, which I didn't know. I flew in from Merida to Tijuana and this something called the CBX in the station in order to cross over in from mexico to uh i guess san diego slash ote california it is 25 dollars us dollars if you have your pesos it don't work <laughs> so you better have a credit card though <laughs> <laughs> so where I thought I was saving money was like, whoa, uh, you take a taxi and they try to, you know, really, really, uh, you know, jack up the prices, but you got to know uh, what to do. So I didn't realize that. And actually to get from there, it's, it's a different price from San Ysidro is $9 from San Diego in the center was 30, uh, $30, no, $14. To go to Escondido, where I wanted to go, was thirty-three. To go to California, Los Angeles, it was forty bucks. Wow, forty bucks just to get from there to there. But that's not bad because now consider what you pay for Uber. Where I was coming from, they were going to cost me a hundred and seventy-two dollars. So that's just Uber. So I thought I'd be slick. I don't know, you know about InDrive. I have my N-Drive and I have my DD. So I was like, let's see if they work. <laughs> Ooh, we can talk better married too long. <laughs> Mexico too long. Oh, <clears throat> the secrets and secrets and secrets. So, right. <laughs> so I just wanted to share a little bit of my journey. Oh, I almost did not get into uh, back into America. They said my face did not match my passport. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> wow. Wow. So I was like, that's saying I should turn around and go back. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yes. yes. Um, uh, <laughs> so um I'm just here for a little bit. I'm gonna wrap it up and I'm going back home to my home. This is just a place to visit. I don't think this is uh, you know, my place a place. Uh, I can't wait to go back home. Uh, so everything is working out beautifully. 
and I'm happy. So I'm glad that I seen Bernadette. I was like, ah, somebody else that's back too. That's going back all right now. That's right. That's right. That's encouragement. So let's talk about your journey of what made you want to go to uh, Mexico in general and then deciding on Mirina. Uh, my journey. Oh my gosh. It has been a journey. So um, um, let's say probably like January or after the, around the election time last year, um, I live in Arizona. Mm-hmm. I live in Arizona. That's, that's what I'm going to say. And if you know anything about Arizona, Arizona is Arizona. And um, although it's starting to change a bit and it's not necessarily for the better. Um, you've got a lot of people coming in from California, a lot of people coming in from New York, from the Midwest, you name it, they're coming here. They're coming here in droves and they're bringing their old problems with them. So where I live, used to be considered like the second safest place in the United States. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, it was so nice and quiet. It's starting to change. So with that, plus with the last election, I won't get into politics because I won't go there, but with the last election, my family and I started looking at the country and saying, how safe is it for me as a black woman? How safe is it? Because it was three of us at the time. It was my mother, my daughter, and I. And I'm like, how safe is it for all of us as Black women here in the United States? I, um, I'm pretty active. <laughs> I like to do aerial yoga. And this is just a story that happened to me. I was coming home from aerial yoga. And it was around the election time. And a pickup truck full of young, non-Black boys pulled up beside me and they started um like pretending like they were aiming guns at me and stuff for no reason (gasps) i've never experienced that in my life and i've never experienced that living here in um i'm in gilbert arizona and um i had never experienced anything like that and i went home i told my family i was really you know upset distraught about it the reason that they left me alone was because I picked up my phone. I had my daughter's car and I picked up my phone as if I was taping them um, and they zoomed away. So after that, we all sat down and we were like, you know, maybe we need to give the country a little bit of a break from us, from the Sanders ladies. Maybe the Sanders ladies need to go elsewhere. So we, um, started contemplating different places. We thought of Rocky Point. We thought of Europe, you know, all that. We thought of Africa, you know, just everything. But my daughter came up with the idea, Merida. Well, I've never been, I had never been to Merida. I've been to Cancun and, you know, stuff like that, but never to Merida. So we went ahead and we said, okay, well, let's do this Merida thing. So we started doing all the research we possibly could from afar, watching all the YouTube videos we could, you name it, we were doing it. And um, we had a date that we had set for our move, which was like July, of course that came and went. But <laughs> but um, during the summer, we started going down to Merida and visiting. And so we went 
several times back to back, um, you know, just visiting, seeing what we liked, everything like that. We went and um, we got a little condo down there and we just go back and forth. And then in um, September, we were supposed to come back full time. Um, my whole house got COVID. Me, my mom, my daughter. My mom actually passed away from it. So she didn't go down to COVID, uh, with us. I mean, well, technically we had her cremated. So she is in Merida. <laughs> but um, All right. yeah, so it, it kind of pushed our plans back even further. And we ended up um, making the track down in the beginning of or middle of October. Have you heard the story? Did you know the story of mine driving down the mountain? That's, that's why I got you on here. That's why I got you on here to share your story. <laughs> so, okay. so first of all, if you ever decide to drive down to Merida, think twice. Um, I advise you to let somebody else drive. I advise you to let somebody else drive. Um, we left out of Gilbert. We left out of our, our place that we lived in, which I'm at right now. Um, and we couldn't, I bought a trailer because I was like, I'm gonna have my own personal escape route. So if I decide I don't like it, I can pack my stuff up and I can come home. Okay. okay. I got my own trailer and it's in Merida. It's sitting where we live. Fine. Um, and and it, matter of fact, someone asked me today, with your trailer, are you having to pay extra for it being down there sitting? And I'm like, no, because where I live, there's a visitor's lot. And they said either park it in your spots or park it in the visitor's lot. So it's parked in the visitor's lot and it's fine. Um, you don't have to worry about anybody tampering with it, bothering it. They know where it belongs. It's fine. So um, anyway, I bought a brand new trailer and we, I hired these movers. I should have hired my friend that came and helped me over the weekend this weekend. Pack, I should have gotten just her to do it because yeah, they did not put everything in. So we still had a house full of stuff left. So I went, um, we went on down with the intentions to drive back because we didn't know we were gonna drive back and get everything else. Mm -mm. I would not do that drive again. Not if not. Mm -mm. No, if I don't have to, I won't do it. So basically, we left Arizona, got to Texas, got lost in Texas. GPS got us lost. We finally okay. we it took us like six hours out the way, ended up at the wow. worst border crossing that you can possibly cross at. Okay, which was crossing where they're like shooting at people. We get there. <laughs> yes. So border Which patrol. Border is this? Uh huh. This is the Roma. Roma. It's the worst crossing. You don't cross there. Do not cross at the Roma crossing. Don't okay. do it. Hey. We get there. Border patrol, and I have two dogs. So my poor pups. I, I really feel for them. I know that this whole move probably traumatized them. They're much better now. They're they're loving Merida. They're chilling out. But this whole, um, the border crosser crossing people on the American side, they were like, be careful. When a patrol person says to you, be careful, think twice. 
Okay. They said, be careful. Get through the border towns as quickly as you can and get into the, once you get past the border towns, you'll be fine. You'll be safe. Okay. Our problem wasn't the border towns. It was the border. So we got across the American side, entered the Mexican side, and we were stuck for um, eight hours at the border trying to go through immigration. They charged me $800 for my car, my daughter's car, just on taxes, okay? Because we had stuff with us. We had a trailer and um, we had stuff. So they charged us, charged me $800 for that. Then I paid for both of our cars to come into this, the country. Um, and then, yeah, I paid for all that. So. When I left that border, I had given them a lot of money and somebody at the border took my sunglasses. I'm not saying anything. They took my sunglasses. So by the time we get past the border, it was probably like five o'clock. My daughter is panicking because all we've ever heard is these bad things about how they're shooting people and killing them because it's a lot of cartel and really bad gangs right there. And right. She is calling me on her phone, just panicking. Mom, mom, we got to get through this. We got so we have to drive. We literally drove at night. Next, second thing they tell you not to do in Mexico first, don't cross the bad crossing. <laughs> Two, don't drive at night. What do, what do we do? You did both. You did both. <laughs> so we drove at night. I'll never drive on a highway outside of Merida at night. Never in Mexico will I do that again. Those roadways are like, uh, you know, one lane each. Um, and you have trucks, big semi trucks flying down the road like at 100 miles an hour, even though the speed limit may be 40 US, you know, 40 miles an hour to us. They're going at 100 miles an hour in the middle of the night. They're crossing into your lane, coming straight at you. I can't tell you how many times I thought I was gonna be dead that night, just flying down the highway. I swear to God, because I had so many trucks come into my lane head on. It was so terrifying. So we managed to get, we were gonna go to Veracruz. Instead, this really cute, charming hotel is a little boutique hotel I found on Airbnb. Um, mm -hmm. I have nothing but wonderful praise for them. They're awesome. So um, I had reservations. We missed the reservations because we were driving at night. We were supposed to be there that night. Okay, that's one night I missed the reservation. I reserved another night. We missed that reservation too because the next morning, mind you, by this time, my daughter had and I have been driving straight without really without sleep for almost 24 hours, okay? playing piggyback with each other. Okay, so we were tired. So the next day we're driving, we're 50 miles outside of Veracruz and my car hit a pothole because Mexico highways on different parts of them are filled with potholes. Right. This pothole, I hit the pothole my daughter says she heard it in her car. She heard a metallic sound 
from my come from my car. And when I hit the pothole, my car went from 70 miles an hour pulling a trailer to zero and totally stopped on a dime. Okay. And I was like, oh my gosh, mind you, there's one lane of traffic coming this way speeding. There's one lane of traffic going the other way speeding. And my vehicle with my trailer and then my daughter and her car are stopped on the highway sitting there. Okay. So I call my daughter and I say, call the police. I'm calling roadside. That's one thing that you have to get is if you're bringing your car into the country, you have to get Mexican insurance. I advise making sure you get Mexican roadside with that insurance. So I did that. And, um, my roadside people, they couldn't locate me to save their souls. The English part, you know, because they're supposed to have an English section that they're all supposed to be able to fluently speak English. Not right. so. Because, I mean, it was a lot of communication issues, <laughs> miscommunication we were having. But um, they, um, so anyway, the police and the National Guard showed up, okay? The police and the National Guard were like, you'll be okay, don't worry. They were really, really awesome. They comfort, comforted us. They were like, you're gonna be okay. You're gonna be safe. We're not gonna let anything happen to you. It's okay, it's okay. Stop crying. Because <laughs> of course, by this time I'm in tears because I'm terrified that we're gonna get killed on the side of the road. So, um, the policeman and the National Guard literally got a chicken truck to pull my vehicle from the highway down to one of those pull-offs. So wow. my car got towed by a chicken truck. Um, <laughs> That's cute, though. Yeah, That's it cute. is. And I have pictures because people, I was like, nobody's going to believe this if I say my car got towed by a chicken truck. But it did. So they pulled us off the side of the road and the policeman said, don't worry, I'll come back. I'm going to send some people to look at your car, make sure everything's okay. See if we can get it started. You know, all that. Hours went by. Of course, after 30 minutes, I called the roadside and I'm like, you know, what's going on? And they're like, well, because of where you are, nobody wants to come get you. Wow. And I'm sitting here like, we're two women. With two Shih Tzus. What are those Shih Tzus going to do? Nothing. And they proved <laughs> themselves. Because my Shih Tzus were like, I'm not getting out the car. No. <laughs> One of them even got diarrhea days later because he refused to get out the car to go to the bathroom. They saw oh stray, stray dogs running around where we were. And, and people, a matter of fact, um, okay, so we got stuck there for 24 hours. So during this 24-hour time period, roadside mm -hmm. service could not get um, anyone to come because they were like, we're not coming. And the closest um, company that would come was two hours away. And they were like, we're not doing it until the morning. So we literally had to sleep on the side of the road for 24 hours, okay? The policeman <gasps> sent his, his people back. They looked at the car. They couldn't get it started. They didn't know what was going on. Okay, leave it alone. Go away. <laughs> you know, whatever. So I told my daughter, pull up beside me. You stay in the car beside me. I'm going to be in my car. We'll be together. So she went to sleep. And I was shocked because she doesn't do that. But she went to sleep. 
and she slept a whole night. She woke up at eight o'clock in the morning. Me, I'm up and down. So um, in the middle of the night, I woke up, I watched a man on a white donkey ride by. I woke up at another point hearing moves and stuff to be, we're surrounded by cow trucks, okay? They're mooing and they're moving and I'm sitting there like, what? Then I woke up at another point and noticed some man looking at the tires of my trailer because he blew his uh, trailer, his um, tires out on a pothole up the road. So he's looking at my, my tires. I get out and I ask him, What's, what are you doing? Oh, nothing, nothing, nothing. No, 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 nothing, nothing, nothing. Why are you looking so interested into my tires? Why are you looking at my tires? Oh, no, no, ha, no, mm -mm, none of that. What are you doing? What do you want? Oh, ha, 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 no, ha, ha, ha. So I said, and my daughter to this day laughs at me because she said, you have to be afraid of anybody, especially a woman who tells somebody, wait one minute, I have something for you. Just stay there. And that's exactly <laughs> what I told the man. And I went in my car and I got my crowbar out. <laughs> and, I went, <laughs> and I came back and I said to this man, okay, when I swing this at you, I'm aiming to kill you, not to hurt you. <laughs> and he was like, and he walked away because it was just my daughter and I, you know, and it's just right. like, yeah. And we're out there and I don't know what's going to happen to us at this point in time. So, you know, we're terrified, but I definitely don't want you to take my trailer's tires. <laughs> that's a no, and that's not going to happen. So, yes, I did threaten the man with a crowbar and I'm not mad about it. I'm not, I'm not sorry that I did it, anything like that. I don't care. I threatened him with the crowbar. So he what? went on his way. <laughs> My daughter said, oh, mom, you're a badass chick. <laughs> so anybody who would say, wait a minute, I'll be right back. I got something for you. <laughs> Yes. Sitting in the front seat with me, so I just pulled it out. Yeah, and that was all she wrote. Yeah, but that's and a so, beautiful thing. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I was just and nobody bothered us the rest of the night. No one bothered okay. us after that. But um, the next day, um, the the uh, tow truck finally came. They took us to Veracruz. We were stuck in Veracruz for five days waiting for my vehicle to get fixed so five you know days. five days and i was like why are we waiting so long <laughs> what's taking so long but we were there for five days waiting for this vehicle to be fixed and um it got fixed all it was was the ignition line was loose or something like that and i think what happened when you go through the border they go through your car and they try to see if they can find drugs. They lifted up my hood. I don't know what drugs they were gonna find. As they could see, there were no drugs. Whatever drugs were in a vehicle or prescription, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting here like, I don't know what you're looking for. So they literally took my dashboard apart 
I was really upset about this because I still don't need to get my dashboard fixed because on the side, on my driver's side, there's a little, it's about, about this big of the dashboard where it had my cruise control button, my four wheel drive and my uh, lights to, you know, control the lights. And wow. that pulled out. So literally it was hanging. And so when they did whatever they did, they must loosen the ignition line. And so my when I hit the thing, the ignition line let go of itself. So yeah, so we were stuck for five days. I did get an oil change also. He gave me that for free <laughs> with all of that. You know, and added some oil. He was really nice. He was just, the guy, the mechanic was, he was super nice and was excited that he could practice English. So he did everything possible <laughs> to accommodate me because he wanted to practice his English. And I was like, okay, no, so nice. we practice English together. That's fine. <laughs> he to me. So I was like, okay. But I mean, he was awesome. He was like, when you leave, if you have another problem, call me, call me. And I was like, okay, not a problem. Thank you. And um, so we went on our way. Uh, like I said, the hotel we st stayed at was really, really nice. It was called like uh, Vera, Vera Dyke or Vera Dick or something like that. I don't remember. But it was like a, a block away from the beach, if that far. Wow. And, yeah. The food in Veracruz is awesome um we went to one place <laughs> that the the food that's all we were, we were eating our way through mexico okay we we're just eating our way through mexico but <laughs> we um that the owner of the hotel was like go to this place and eat and i was like okay so we went and he said it was their authentic breakfast so it was like a little hole in the wall we went into my daughter's looking at me like what what have you gotten us into now Cause you know that's what I do. I get us into stuff. So <laughs> we went into this place, and we had the best breakfast. And I may have paid like two or three dollars for both of us to eat and drink in this place. I was like, "This is this is wonderful." But yeah, Veracruz was nice. I wouldn't mind going back to visit. The beach was wonderful. Um, the people were really nice. We even went to a boutique. Um, store where my daughter got um custom made dress because they were just you know it was a boutique and they made their clothes so she got a custom made dress and I got some earrings you know it's too fat to fit in whatever they had there but that's okay um, I'll let that go but <laughs> but it was so much fun we had a really great time in Veracruz being stuck and we posted on Facebook throughout the entire journey and people are like, are you sure you're not on vacation? No, I'm sure. I'm, and trust me, I was stressed, but I was trying my best to get through it. So then we left uh, Veracruz and it was suggested, um, someone in Merida suggested that we stop in Vera Hermosa. So we did. Mm -hmm. We stayed so. overnight yeah. there. Mm -hmm. We stayed at the Hampton, um, Hampton Inn there. It was a really nice Hampton Inn. The ones in America are not as nice as that one. I mean, it was really nice. <laughs> I was like, what's going on here? I mean, and I paid $27 US for that hotel. I was like, whoa, what's wow. going on here? Yeah, so we did that and, and we had a really pleasant time. 
And then we finally made it into Merida. Um, we should have done it in eight hours, but um, I was having uh, some eye issues because I have some eye, eye issues and they were really bothering me. And so we ended up literally driving 40 miles an hour. Um, I was like behind my daughter driving and we drove like 40 miles an hour to Merida. And um, we got in at like 11 o'clock at night and uh, it was, yeah, we were exhausted, but yes, <laughs> it's been an adventure. It has been an adventure, but I really like Merida a lot. And even coming here, my daughter is in Merida with the dogs and I was FaceTiming her, you know, going through some stuff. And I was like, you know, do you want this or you want this? And she was telling me, she was like, is that the house? <laughs> Wait a minute, I don't remember it looking like that. And yeah, we are much happier with um, Merida. It's, it's, I think it's a nice place. I think the people are very friendly. Someone asked me um, yesterday about the whole language. Are you picking up Spanish? You know, how's your Spanish coming along? Okay, I'm gonna be honest with you. My Spanish is not coming along at all because everybody I meet in Merida wants to speak English to me. So I go ahead and oblige them because, yeah, why not? So, I mean, like I'm in Starbucks. They know me by name at Starbucks, which I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> but I come in there like, hi, Bernadette, you want a chai tea? And I, I'm just like, yeah. And I'm just like, this is a shame because they, and it's not one of them. It's several of them because they're like, oh, here's the American. And she, we can practice English with her. So, yeah, right. I swear, everybody, everywhere. I was at the gym where we are, where we're living, and um, the lady asked me in Spanish about turning on the lights. And before I could really answer, because I was like, huh? And I had to think about what she was saying, because nobody speaks Spanish to me. So she was like, oh, you speak English. So, therefore, yeah. <laughs> But that's wonderful. The thing, yeah. thing is that in Merida, you got to be careful because Catan, as well as Spanish in between. And you got to realize what, wait, wait a minute. This is not what I know. Mm -hmm. This is another language. And then they said, oh, that's Yucatan. I was like, Yucatan or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Yucatan. Yeah. We, like, we went. Okay. Mm -hmm. We went to a Greek but, restaurant um, back in August, I think it was. Yeah, we went to a Greek restaurant. And then after we left, I don't even know where it was, but it was really great food. And um, after we left, we went to um, a little shop near this Greek restaurant. And the guy in the shop was like, do you know the difference in Yucatex and Mayans? And then he was showing us the difference and some dolls, which I actually ended up buying the dolls, of course. Um, but the Mayan head was bigger than the Yucatec head. And he said that was because um, when the babies are born, the Mayans put their babies in hammocks to sleep, whereas Yucatecs put them in the bed. And so putting a baby in a hammock makes its head get bigger. And they said that was the difference between the Mayans and the Yucatecs. So you can look at 
the people and tell which ones are Mayans and which ones are Yucatecs by their head. That was what I was wow. told. Yeah. Isn't that oh. interesting? <laughs> <laughs> An interesting fact. Oh my gosh. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's something to think about. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Yep. It's interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah, that was that was my experience. And we were going to come right, like I said, we were going to drive back like a few days after we got there. That was the original plan. And after all of that, I was like, I'm not driving anywhere. I haven't even driven my car since we got there. I've been driving my daughter's car. I was like, my car has been so traumatized. Um, I'm going to have to take it in, you know, really get it serviced and get some things fixed. I'm just like, my poor baby, she has been traumatized. So she has been sitting in her spot, not moving. And um, yeah, like I came here and I, I took my house keys off to come here. And my daughter's like, no, take your whole keychain. And I'm like, no, you might need to move my car or something. You just never know. And she was like, yeah, I guess. But um yeah, I, my car has been traumatized. I think I've just been traumatized by the whole experience. Right. Yeah. That so is, I yeah. have a question. How did you decide on the company to move you? Um, the moving company that packed my trailer. Okay, so first of all, I looked at different um, moving companies. I was going to go with, um, well, I looked at a couple moving companies and I tried to go with a really, really inexpensive type of move, um, you know, a moving company that would be, I thought it would be inexpensive, but they they wanted to charge me um, 800, no, $8,000 for like 10 boxes and a piece of exercise equipment. Um, and I was just like, yeah, I can't do that. I'm, I don't want to do $8,000 for something I can move myself. So that's why I decided to buy, um, to buy my own trailer. And I thought mm -hmm. I can drive, I can do this. <laughs> and, um, I went and I just researched trailers and I, went to get a hitch put on my vehicle because my, my car can tow things, obviously. And so um, I got a hitch put on and I asked the man who put my hitch on, what size vehicle do I need for this, 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 and this? So he told me. And then when I, I looked for movers, because like I said, we had just gotten over COVID. So we were too weak to be able to pick a box up. So um, I went through U-Haul and I looked at movers and um, I found a mover there and I really went based on um, who was the cheapest. I don't think that's always good, especially with moving because they were the worst movers because they could have gotten everything in. They just didn't know what they were doing. And so we even tried, right. we had some men folk come over and try to um, repack it, but it was just a done deal at that point in time. So, um, we did manage to get a few more things in, but it was, I was just like, we just have to, I have to come back. So, and coming back, um, the rest of the stuff I'm just putting in storage 
and um, we'll come back at a later date and get it. But right now, I'm just like, we're too tired to do all that because it was just so exhausting. Um, right. We literally, we got there. We Of course, you don't take beds. You do not take beds. I did take a sofa and, um, you know, stuff like that. I did not take my dining room table. I'm actually sitting at it right now, but I took the chairs. Um, and then, you know, I took all the other things that I felt were important to me. I know a lot of people just say, just take your, take a bag and that's it. But I feel like if I'm living somewhere, I want my stuff. So I took what was important to me to take. And yeah, and the things that are in storage or going in storage or here, whatever, um, a lot of them are important to me on a daily basis, but I'm sitting here like um, I've been going through my suitcases to figure out what can I not live with for a few months, you know, stuff like that. So that's, yeah, that's how we did with the move and everything. But um, yeah, I wanted to like the, when they, they uh, boxed everything up or put everything in a trailer, these men forgot my shoes. How do you forget a woman's shoes? So I have a ton of shoes that I'm trying to put in the case. How do you do that? So I'm just like, Lord have mercy. But yeah, we they forgot my shoes. I was really um, quite upset about that. So I did put shoes in storage, but then I'm like, these shoes right here I use all the time. I need these shoes. So my other shoes I'm okay. not taking with me, you know, but yeah, I wanted to feel comfortable and not feel like a visitor, but feel like I'm, right. you know, there. So, um, right. yeah. And, uh, yeah. So that's what I did in Eddie. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. Eddie, um, L said, he said, when they asked you to, uh, say something in English, have them teach you to say something in Spanish. Well, so you do get idea. an even exchange. I like that. That's what I do. That's what you do. Okay. Well, that's I'm what I have to do. That. I do. And then some of them will tell me is you can like when I got there, I'm thinking Mexico and Hanny, our female driver that we had took us to a Yucatan restaurant. I said, I don't want the local, uh, I want the local food, not the American processed Marcel. food or European mm -hmm. processed food, um, kind of experience. I'm looking for mm -hmm. the local experience. Right. Um, like I don't going to Walmart. Um, that's just me. Um, I seen they had an ACE hardware, which I was shocked at. Then I seen the Sherman mm -hmm. and Williams. I was like, oh my gosh. Then I seen the Burger King. Mm -hmm. I seen the McDonald's. Well, the McDonald's. They only had dessert. I was mm -hmm. like, what? Where am uh -huh. I at? Krispy Kreme. But <laughs> where's that at? Yep. I haven't seen that yet. Oh, you haven't? haven't? Yeah, it's near the mall. No. It's near the Galleria. And then if you go into Liverpool, they have a Krispy Kremes on the first floor. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, I went into Liverpool Mall, but we only seen a skating ring. We went through the mall, and maybe I missed it because I was so, so interested in that they had a skating ring. Right. Go ahead. Isn't that neat? Yeah, if you go into the actual Liverpool department store, and you go down the first mm -hmm. floor where the candy section is. On the other okay. side of the candy section is the Krispy Kremes. It's in the it's in the department oh, store. Yeah, oh, it's oh, like God. it's facing the outdoors. The doors that go out. Yeah. Oh, 
Can you imagine? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can. That's, that's what I said. So those are some of the things that, you know, I wanted to do. Why well, I won't shop at Walmart, have a Costco, um, you know, in the upper north, in the northern side. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think they have a Costco in the south side of uh, Medina. Oh, I'm not sure. Um, I know they have a they have WalMarts all over the place. I was like, what? They even had a Walmart um, Office Depot. They have Office Max. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. They have I'm all like, the different things. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. What I liked. <clears throat> go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, no, go ahead. What I liked is that I got to see they um, have some internet um, companies um, because their internet's not strong like these. I know mine was, and that was a problem that I went mm-hmm. through four gigabytes in three days. And I'm like, what? And then I have to go back and pay. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? So um, if you don't have a phone, that's what I advise people to bring an unlocked phone that actually can be adapted to Mexico to get their minutes on their gigabytes more than four gigabytes. Well, I explained to the girl, I took her portable internet and I said, I'm looking for this. My Spanish was evidently not good enough. So then I said, I go through blah, 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 blah. The lady, after all of that, I buy that, get the card, put it in my phone. I went through, like I said, the gigabytes in three days. I go back a couple days later and explain this is not working, blah, blah, blah. She pulls out the portable internet that I was looking for, <laughs> 40 gigabytes. I'm looking at her like, that's what I asked you for. And you told me you didn't have it. But that paid, you know, that pay off in the, the end because you got to really know. And I was like, I was going to ask some friend to come, but they made me mad. So they stayed where they was. <laughs> and my business. It's just like, Sussy. Your Spanish need to be improved a lot. So it helps me out a lot that people want to speak English, but it helps me out a lot when they will rec- correct my Spanish and, mm-hmm. and let me know. That's not way. Like uh, a simple question. When do you say, when do you stop saying buenas tardes? And when do you start saying buenas noches? Right. And mm-hmm. it's that at 7 p.m. you start saying buenas noches. Oh, I didn't know. Okay. I didn't so know. I didn't it's know buenas, dias, buenas dias all the way in, until like 11, once y media, 11.30. Um, and then you'll say buenas tardes. And that's mm-hmm. from there all the way to 7. And then you say buenas noches. Oh. You know what I've been doing? I've just been following their lead. Um, whatever they say, I say it back. <laughs> That's oh. what I've been doing. Because like my neighbors, um, they don't speak English. Um, it's a grandmother, a mother, and a daughter. Now the daughter speaks English, but they don't speak mm-hmm. English, um, the other two. But they definitely will speak. They They will speak. But I have That's to say, a lot good. of my neighbors do speak English. They're like the only ones that really don't. But um, a majority of my neighbors do speak English fluently. Like my my neighbors, some one of my other neighbors, they are from the states, and um, okay, 
when I first met them, they were asking me question, a question in Spanish. And I was like, huh? And she was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she started speaking to me, you know, in English and everything. But they're from the States. So, um, okay, yeah. Uh, but like where, where I live, there's security and none of uh -huh. the security speaks. Oh, my gosh. Let me tell you about when we got to where I live. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, it's dark. And where I live is really dark at night. Um, and so we get up to the, the gates and I'm in front because, you know, everything is in my name. So I'm in front and I, of course, pull out my trusty translator because that's what I do. And I'm like, me viva a key. <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm saying. Me viva a key. And they're just like, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, me viva a key. <laughs> and oh, God. Like, okay. And I'm like, then they're asking me, well, what is your name? So, you know, I tell them the name and they're able to find me, but they're just laughing at me. They just laugh at me. So I'm like going through the thing. They're laughing. I'm laughing. And um, every time I come through the gates now, we just wave. They don't stop me because they know I leave a, a key. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh That's gosh, not, yeah, not. yeah. And my daughter's like, "Please get the cars registered. Please register the cars to the to uh, where we live. Just just register them, so you know you don't have that problem. I don't have right. a problem anyway because they know who I am, and I just wave and drive by, and they let me in. They let me <laughs> in. <laughs> That's, That's all that matters. They let me in. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah." <laughs> Have you been to Super Ikea out there or Chichari? I not. I've gone to Chichari. That's where I've been. That's where I go to the grocery shop is Chichari. I haven't gone to the other one yet. Um, I tried and I couldn't get into the parking one day. So I just left it alone. <laughs> but I'm going to definitely try again okay. at some point. Um because the other one is very expensive after a point. I'm, I'm looking, I'm saying, wait a minute. It, it's just a little more expensive than I thought. But I do love grocery shopping. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, I think okay, yeah. we've been, I've been to, I've been to the Harbor to eat, but I haven't been to the mall there, but I've been to the Galleria. And then I have gone to mm -hmm. Walmart and I have gone to Office Depot and I'm trying to think where else. Starbucks, because Starbucks knows my name. And um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to think. I went to Boston Pizza because we decided we wanted some pizza one night. And my daughter was like, please don't, please mm -hmm. don't do that again. Please don't. So I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I don't know what they're making, but don't do that again. So I'm like, okay. And, and outside of where we live, I mean, it was, it was an interesting pizza. I wish I had taken a picture of it. It was just really interesting, but it was not the best and it was kind of soggy, but they were trying, they were trying. And then um, out, out the, outside of the community I live in, there's like a little convenience store and um, or a little strip mall type of thing. And they have a restaurant. Now they, they're getting ready to open the second restaurant this week, which I'm excited about. 
But the first one, they know me every time I go in there because I don't speak Spanish. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) only the manager there speaks English. So they literally bring me treats, which I'm like, you know, I'm a comeback. You know, yeah, like the first time they brought me um, a little shot glass with um, a marzipan milkshake in it. And it had all mm-hmm. the fixings and a cookie and all that. I was like, oh. And they were like, try, try. I was like, yes, I will. I will. And then um, <laughs> <laughs> then the next time I, like I was like, okay, so you, you threw the little line in and you're reeling me in. I will be back. So the next time I went back, I was sitting there waiting for our food to go. And the, the uh, guy went behind the bar, came back plopped a big old sangria down in front of me for free. I was like, did you know or think I needed a sangria today? So I had that sangria. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, can I take it with me? Keep it coming back. (laughs) They were like, no, you have to drink it here. So I was like, okay. But it was so delicious. So yeah, they knew what to do to, to get my dollars. And so I go there often. But I did buy a pizza from there, and my daughter was like, "It was better than Boston pizzas, but it was like, it was like, um, yeah, the the crust was like a one of those hard uh, biscuit crust things or biscuit sticks or whatever they're called. It was really hard. It was hard. Oh, yeah, but I mean, it oh, was wow. better. But yeah, but." Yeah, so I don't know about pizza, Merida. Well, the Hyatt um, Regency has really awesome pizza in Merida, but everything else I don't know about their pizza. But, um, oh, and I know what I meant to say about my trip coming down. I advise anybody that if you're going to drive through the country of Mexico, make sure you have at least one or two rolls of toilet paper. Make sure of that. Because... Um, the bathrooms are not necessarily equipped with toilet paper. And um, you might find the toilet paper after the fact. Like, <laughs> I went into a couple bathrooms wow. where I was like, where's the toilet paper? It was close to the door, so you get the toilet paper off the roll and then go in the thing. But luckily, I had, you know, I had, like, Kleenex in my purse. So, but still, take a roll or two a toilet paper with you in your car when you're driving through Mexico. That is something I definitely advise. Take your own toilet paper. So, I, so when you drove, you had to pay tolls, right? Yes. Tolls. So how did you pay the tolls? Like, Because I know when I was in Tijuana, I got stuck between Rosarita and Tijuana going to San Diego. And I was on their highway. And I didn't have any, um, only had a credit card. Mm. <laughs> no, I had a credit card. I was going to take it. So they were like, do you got uh, American dollars? Or I had no pesos. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that, well, was a- that, that, yeah, I could see that. Because, yeah, they won't take your credit card. Um, before we went through, we, okay, we, after we got lost in Texas, we went to Laredo, um, and in Laredo, we went to a currency exchange, 
and we changed our money over yeah. there. Um, mm -hmm. So I got I got about five hundred dollars worth of uh, pesos, five hundred U.S. dollars worth of pesos, and I split that up between myself and my daughter. Um, and I seemed to forget that I had to pay for tolls and stuff like that. She didn't. So I, as we're driving, I'm stopping, I'm getting a snack or water or something like that. I'm paying with pesos. Um, could have paid with a card. I'm paying with pesos. Then, um, we would get to the tolls, and at one point, I literally said to her, I don't have any more uh, pesos left. I can't find a bank until we get to Veracruz. What, do you have any pesos? She had pesos, um, so she had, to, she had to loan me some of the pesos I gave her. Um, but, yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, pesos. We paid with pesos all the way down. So that wasn't bad for the. No. So that like, wasn't bad that it was no. like maybe $250 between you two for the tolls to yep. come down? Yep. Yep. That's not bad. And then, no, it, it may have been a little more because in Veracruz, I did stop and get some more money because I was able to locate, uh, you know, banks and stuff like that there. Um, so it may have been okay. about 300 maybe 300 but yeah 250 300 something like that per person driving um yeah so it wasn't bad um i think when you got closer to the yucatan the tolls got more expensive um because there were some places where the toll wow. may have been like you know 20 pesos or you know stuff like that but when you got closer to here it was like you know maybe 500 pesos and stuff and then also i was I had a trailer on the back. So I'm pulling a trailer and it's going to okay. cost more for me to go through. But, um, yeah. Yeah. And then gas, I, this is another one. So toilet paper, make sure you have toilet paper. If you drive, um, next thing mm -hmm. you need to also make sure when you see a gas station, pull over and get your gas. Um, so in Mexico now in, Texas, I literally did run out of gas because we got lost. The GPS took us the wrong way. And um, for 250 miles, we're going, and I ran out of gas. And I had to call roadside and get um, gas. Okay, fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I didn't want that to happen in Mexico. So um, right. what I did, yeah, was every time I saw a gas station, I stopped. So I really didn't go under a half a tank. And that might might have been a little more expensive, but it was my peace of mind. Um, maybe right. once or twice I went down to a fourth of a tank, but it, was, it wasn't that often. I think the long stretch between uh, Vera, what is it, Villa Jimones, whatever it's called, and Merida, you're gonna, you know, on the coast, and so you're going to have a lot of time periods where you have long stretches of highway and you're not going to see gas. And that was where I kind of went down to like a fourth of a tank. But um, we stopped at almost um, every filling station, if not every other filling station, so that I could fill up. Because my daughter's car was fine, but I was pulling something. And so pulling a vehicle, right. yeah, yeah, I was drinking gas. So... 
Yeah, I stopped. Okay. I stopped. So that's that. Those are my two things that I would say to anybody who is um, driving through. There's three things. So toilet paper. Make sure you have toilet paper. Four things. Make sure you have toilet paper. Make sure you have um, maybe five. Make sure you have toilet paper. Make sure you have money for um, tolls and pesos. Um, make sure also that um, you fill up every every filling station, every other filling station. And um, make sure that you take any sort of food with you that you want because when you stop at the rest stops or truck stops, they're clean and all, but they are not necessarily equipped with restaurants. Or they may say it, but yeah, just make sure that whatever food you want to eat, that you have it with you. Um, snacks, whatever. Sandwiches, whatever. Just make sure it's with you. Um, it's a little easier to go across the border with food than it is to fly with food. <laughs> so um, make sure you have whatever you're going to eat with you. Uh, and also, like I said, make sure you get roadside service for Mexico. Make sure you get roadside service because I can't tell you, they they were um, willing to pay up to a thousand US dollars to tow my car and, tra and trailer. Because my and I made sure if you so I have a uh-huh oh I was gonna say if you decide I was to gonna ask you how I don't hear how what go ahead oh no what how did saying? you decide on the Mexican Mexican insurance um I went and searched around a different on online just searching around the different insurance okay. carriers. And I found one that I thought was pretty neat and I could pay for the entire thing up front for the whole year, which is what I did. And it came with roadside and other things that I had on my American insurance. And you also have to keep your American insurance. So um, paying for it for the whole year was really great because then I didn't have to think about paying for American insurance and Mexico insurance every month. I just went ahead. I paid like $400 for mine. And I bought my daughter's insurance too, and I paid maybe 300, but mine was more because um, my trailer is covered by my Mexican insurance. So I wow. covered it, mm -hmm. I covered it. And um, here in Arizona, I did not have to register my trailer with a DMV, but I went ahead and did that. So it has permanent plates and it also, I did that so I could get it covered by Mexican insurance, which was really good because if I had not had it covered by Mexican insurance and I hit the thing and it did what it did, my trailer would have been stuck because they would not have done anything unless I paid out of pocket. So um, wow. I had That's my good. trailer. Mm -hmm. So I had that attached and um I'm glad I did that. So you just make sure you have all your stuff in, you know, all your ducks in a in a row lined up. So those are like some key important things I would say. And then fifth thing I would say to anybody um, thinking about driving through Mexico, really plan your route. The coast is pretty safe. It's very safe. Um, however, 
Uh You have tons of potholes and the roadways are horrible. From what I understand, if we had gone down the middle of the the country, the highways would have been similar to American highways. I would have been happy with that, but I was still concerned about the safety because we were two women and I had a trailer. So I had to think about that because I wasn't ready to, you know, like push us off the road or anything like that because they want to see or get to whatever they think is in the trailer. Um, So I thought about our safety and we decided to go through the safe route. But (laughs) once again, um, that route was filled with potholes that I have never seen before. I mean, it's like the earth opened up and wanted to swallow a person's car. That's how bad these potholes are. So that's something I I don't want to drive again. (laughs) I don't want to drive it again. But yeah. Yeah. It's you did it. You did it though. Because I'm a badass chick. No, (laughs) there you go. There you go. Own it. Hey. There you go. I got a crowbar. You know. So yeah, I mean that I'm I'm not gonna forget that the crowbar to man. That's gonna be something to tell your daughter gonna tell the grandkids and and the great grandkids, you know. Uh (laughs) know, know, (laughs) (laughs) And I and and it was so funny because she was sitting there watching all this and and she had her bug repellent. Because someone that I know from here, um, they're from South Africa and they were in this um like combat type of thing in South Africa. So before we left, she said to me, um, get some bug repellent, put it in your car. Cause we had mace and all that. And she was like, no, no, get bug repellent. Cause it sprays out six feet. It goes into the eyes. They're, you know, disoriented and you have a chance to do what you need to do. And so my daughter had the bug repellent and she had that ready to go. And then she's calling me saying, you got to be scared of somebody that says, just wait a minute, stay right there. I have something for you. And that's literally what I said. Turned around, <laughs> went to my car. <laughs> At this point in time, I was tired. I was mad. I was, <laughs> I wanted to be in Merida. I was, I was, I was over it. So I was just like, look, don't let me hit you with this. Cause I'm really going to hurt you. Cause I was feeling some sort of way. That's where I was. I was in my right. feelings at that moment. So, yeah. <laughs> but my good. And yeah. Well, tell us yeah. about how you got the moving company. You said they packed the stuff and they they brought it to your house, right? And unpacked it for you? Oh, okay. So um, here in, in uh, Arizona, I hired a cheap mover and they didn't do a very good job uh, moving. I admit that or packing the truck, they packed the trailer and everything and it was horrible. Um, So that's why I'm here to try to finish up what they didn't do fully. But when we got to Merida, we got uh, Ruby's moving company with Ruby is the owner and she is amazing. And, um, they came, we got there on a Friday, they came out Saturday, and she and her workers moved everything into our place. And um, after they moved everything to the place, they were like, okay, I'm gonna, we have to run some errands, but if you need beds, 
Let's go get them today. So I said, okay, well, we need beds. So um, they went with us to uh, Sam's Club and Costco. Because at Sam's Club, I found the mattresses. At Costco, I found, you know, the box spring platform things. So they went with us mm -hmm. to both places. And I paid um, maybe $40 U.S., for them to um, go with me to both Sam's Club and Costco to get the, the mattresses, transport them back to where I live and to um, get them up into my unit and everything. I paid like $40 for three men to come out and do that. And then like to move in, um, she unloaded my trailer, my car, my daughter's car. And they paid me, they, uh, not paid me, they uh, charged me $74, $74 to do that. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. So they were, they were absolutely wonderful. I'm really glad that I chose them. Um, they had come to me with, you know, really high um, recommendations. So I suggest Ruby. A matter of fact, she helped me get my cable on because I didn't have a uh, Mexican number. So you needed a Mexican cell phone number so, and I didn't have I one. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Okay. Say that again. Uh -huh. uh, yep. No, no, no. Yep. That was, that was a, just a, a feedback copy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, wait a minute, is that me? But yeah, so she she did that because I, I didn't have a Mexican number. And um, so she's been really helpful. And she's helpful to, um, I guess we're gringos. <laughs> so she's helpful to us. Um, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. The adventure still goes on. But yeah. <laughs> But it's it. I, it's been a good one. It's been a good adventure. A good adventure. And I'm so ready to be back now. I'm I'm looking at this place and I'm so over it. And I'm just like, Lord, I have to clean this. And uh, yeah. <laughs> but it'll be over in a blink of an eye. You leave. You yes. leave tomorrow, and yes. you'll be right back in your mm -hmm. beauty. That's the beautiful yes. part about that. So I wanted to share because a lot of people romance sometimes their journey. And then some people go to the extreme where it's extreme nightmare. So <laughs> I like that your story, your life journey has a little bit of some things, but also a lesson what to do and what not to do and mm -hmm. how to go about it. So yeah. that's what I am so grateful for. But, yeah. you know, the key points of telling people how to prepare, you know, the packers, um, the tolls, mm -hmm. because there's different ways that you can go down. Mm -hmm. um, I say the rabbit hole, if you will. Yeah. And you might not come up or you might not decide, but that mm -hmm. made a decision. You know what? I was going to drive back, but now I'm not going to drive back. Mm -hmm. Now I've decided that I'm going to get the plane back, pack that and put that other in storage and figure out, is this the life for me? So right. I love that and the encouragement mm -hmm. that you got and, uh, you know, and seeing your being part of your local environment. That's another thing. Mm -hmm. A lot of us, or I will say a lot of expats that go to other countries, they want to be with other expats. 
um uh not to be i don't know how to put this not to be not to say negative combat move to another country to be with more expat because with that a lot of other expats comes with um clicks conditions mm -hmm. and uh I, I like to say programming that they don't mm -hmm. know how to decompose deprogram when they move to another country right. and their right. programming puts out their outlook in life in a certain way that they colorize what they're seeing instead of actually living in a moment does that make sense right it does it does i mean because when you go to a foreign country you need to assimilate into their society i mean just going to mexico has made me more empathetic to the people who have come to the u.s who struggle with the language and stuff like that and just becoming a part of the the, the culture because um here we're not nice we're not nice. We are not nice to these people. They come in and if they're struggling, we're, you know, we're really horrible. And down there, they're nice. They're kind. I went to get the cable on and I don't speak Spanish. And I'm with the translator app walking around like a fool and I'm typing everything in and they're patient with me and they're waiting and they're like, okay. And then like, the lady who serviced me with the um, Atel Max or Telmex or whatever it's called, she said at the mm -hmm, end, um, yeah, when we um, were about to part, she said to me in English, it was really nice meeting you. In English. Now I'm sitting here like we could have done all this in English if you, <laughs> but, but um, I was trying and with my trying, she was trying to help me. And so I found that a lot down there. They will step out of their way to help you because you're trying. Whereas here, we're like, yes. no, uh -uh. go away, go away, go back. We got a wall, you know, all that stuff. It, it, but yeah, they, we're not nice. We are not nice. But you go into somebody else's country and you see how nice they are to you. And I think we have to just kind of look at that. Um, and really kind of think about ourselves as people. But yeah, yeah. But I do agree with the whole expat thing. I think it's nice to know the expats and stuff. I think that's a good thing for safety. Um, but you need to step out of it and, and meet other people. Like my daughter, is. she has been down here dating and everything like that. She's gone on dates, had a good time with locals. <laughs> With locals, and I'm yes. like, okay. Yep. I mean, she's she's having a good time. She went on one date. It was a lunch date, and we were looking for the the cable company. We couldn't find it, and she was like, "Look, my date is like in a half an hour. But what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna take you with me to the mall because we're meeting at the mall. We're having lunch at the mall, and you go on the other side of the mall. Stay away from us, and you go in the mall before we do." stay away from us. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I went shopping <laughs> for like two and a half hours while she had her date. I did walk past them right. because they were at a little cafe and I walked past them. She didn't see me. He saw me. He didn't know who I was, but still. Right. Um, and she went, girlfriend is out dating and doing her stuff. And like I said, she's dating locals. So she's not just putting her cookies and everything and all her eggs in one basket with just expats. Right. So I'm like, hey, 
do you. <laughs> and it was so funny. I walked by them, and this was hilarious. She was on her phone like this, and he was on his, and they're looking down. I'm like, why are they looking down? You know, Translating. Yes. They're translating. Yes. <laughs> they're on apps translating to each other. Mm -hmm. Yep. But I'm like, you okay. know, hey, if that's what works for you, you'll learn and you guys will be fine, you know? So, yeah. But it, I think it, the experience is getting out and being a part of the society there. That's that's the experience. And it's it's a really wonderful environment. Um, and when I first came down, I was kind of like, I don't know about this because <laughs> we were in Central. But um, right. we live further out. We live way out north. So um, it's a different environment. <laughs> yep. If you know where well, I, I live, way out north. I live in Los Well, I moved to Los Americas, but I used to live yeah. right up the street from the Harbor Mall. I mean, directly right. across the street, right near the Texas, oh. what is it, Texas oh, yeah. Roadhouse. That's where oh, we okay. were. And then nice. I stayed with my friend, mm -hmm. uh, Cammie in uh south central area around there and stayed there for a little bit and then my house i went there mm -hmm. like everybody's seen the pictures mm -hmm. in las america so yes mm -hmm. i understand about the dating because yes. girlfriend yeah. i went on four dates <laughs> <laughs> and look they want to learn english and spanish and that's how we were going back and forth that mm -hmm. helps me with my spanish mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. keep it um mm -hmm learn new words the correct pronunciation and uh put the terms in correct order uh right. to learn about that right. since i've been there um so i didn't you know have any problems i met another expat but he's not um he's not um he's not um he's not spanish he doesn't he speaks spanish speaks italian speaks russian and speaks mm -hmm. english so for me that that was a good thing and he's in a lot of things i am so if you're willing to open your mind anywhere when i was in thailand i got to date in thailand mm -hmm. i don't limit my pool because of the situation right. that i'm in so mm -hmm. that's what i'm trying to let other way out look if you want to do something don't be scared uh don't fear yeah. fear nothing fear nothing you accomplish a lot more yeah fear is nothing to be, there is know, false evidence appearing real. Hello, I like mm -hmm. that. So yeah. I like living in my now moment. So I was blessed um, to see, but I got to see. Um, I even offer because we were in, at the Airbnb. Like I said, I invited them in, and they watched me cook. Um, they watched Ooh. me actually, and and was sitting there watching Ooh. me like. Okay, she's making raviolis and I'm making them from scratch. She's sitting there watching. Mm. And it's like, well, I can sit. I was like, no, I don't like nobody in my no cochina. No cochina. No, 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 no. <laughs> nobody in my kitchen. But wow. that is the beauty of cooking. You know, for me, mm -hmm. I, I like that. Right. So I wanted to that. So after that, they got to sit down and eat, eat what I made. Um, you know, not just um expats. Um, but locals, they got, okay, well, she cooks, she likes to cook, or, you know, she does this or that, or very positive. Uh, so mm -hmm. that for me was a, a wonderful, you know, experience um, right. to actually, um, and was able to actually teach me to drive around the city a lot better than myself Ooh. by, because, you know, if you 
Google Maps, they you know the one oh ways and and um yeah. yeah, one way mm-hmm. street is like oh my gosh, we really did all I had to do is go there and this, but it taught me how to read the streets, and basically I didn't know Cali meant street, you yeah. know, and they do have avenues, you know, and different parts of you think is Merida is not really meant is different parts of Merida. Mm-hmm. You know, that is so I was like, okay. People's like, oh well you're going to Merida. Merida is um, you know, they have different states with the Yucatan yeah. state. That's something mm-hmm. I didn't know about. Mexico has different states just like the United States. Right. And they have different cities and different suburbs, which we don't know. You know, what I mean mm-hmm. that is the beauty I love of actually living there and mm-hmm. experience different things of going to different country because now you know there's different well, things so virtuous, uh-huh. i was gonna ask you to tell me some of the beautiful things you like about Merida. oh gosh i love everything but I'm, I'm just you just made me think of this one thing and then i'll tell you some of the beautiful things i like about Merida. um when you are driving through Merida with each state you will get pulled over you will get pulled over. Um, we got pulled really? over. Yeah. You get pulled over at checkpoints as you're entering the states, especially the Yucatan and Michi um, or whatever it's called. You get pulled over and they want to search your vehicle. Um, one, A couple of them, wow. like I would tell them that my daughter and I were together. I was her mother. You know, it's my baby whatever. And so they would just choose one car to search or maybe they would search both cars, but I mean, they would, you know, search the car. One, one of them, he wanted to search my purse. He searched my purse and he, my money accidentally fell out. And all he did was apologize to me for my money falling out of my purse. I was like, okay, well, you know, whatever. But they will search. And so, like, I've seen on Facebook where people get upset about having to be pulled over at the checkpoints or, or people um, asking them for their passports and stuff. We do it here. If you, if you take yep. any sort of, like, um, airplanes or buses or whatever and you're close to the border, they are going to ask you for papers here in the United States. They do that. So yep. it's, not, it's not anything uncommon and it's not a racial thing or anything like that. And especially the coast where we are, there's lots of blacks, black Mexicans. When we came across the border, the girl, one of the girls that searched my vehicle was a black Mexican. She was as dark as I am, you know? And, um, mm-hmm. Then we went through a few towns where people look just like us. So um, right. there, there are a lot of black Mexicans in Mexico. So it's not a racial thing. It's just something that it's their job. And they have to make sure that their citizens are safe and that we are safe. Right. And so they, they will search you and they will pull you over. And, and like when we got to the Yucatan, my daughter noticed why and who they were pulling over. They were, we don't have front, front plates because we're coming out of Arizona. We don't have to have them. So in the Yucatan, they have front plates. And the reason they were pulling these people over is because their plates um, did not say Yucatan. And whereas okay. others, the ones that said Yucatan, they were able to go. 
So that's why like okay. we got pulled over. Well, what are you doing? Where are you going? I'm going here. Oh, okay. Well, have a wonderful day. I mean, and, and as long as you're nice to them, they will be nice to you. Let them know immediately. I don't speak Spanish. You know, I can pull out my translator, but I don't speak Spanish. Let them know immediately and be really nice and pleasant and they will be nice mm -hmm. and pleasant to you. But the beautiful things that I like, I like the people. I think that they're really wonderful and beautiful. Beautiful. I love the food. <laughs> We've been eating our way through okay. Mara. <laughs> um, I like <clears throat> the freshness. Now I'm out in the Yucatan Country Club and it's a totally different beast out there. I just, it's a different okay. beast. So like we're watching deer run past on the golf course and stuff. Cause where we are, we can see the golf course and everything. We have two cenotes out there. So it's just peaceful and quiet and everyone is laid back. They're not in a rush and you don't feel stressed. Um, and it's just, it's just different. It's just different. Um, the people, yeah, that's, but my main thing is I like the people that they're just so friendly and so kind and everything. And it's so funny because I did my ancestry DNA about four years ago. And then I did my mom's and my daughter's. And so we have my, uh, Mexican DNA. And recently I looked at my mom's after she, you know, had passed away. And her DNA comes out of the Yucatan. So where we are is my ancestral land. That's what I tell my daughter. So, so in a sense, um, because I have ancestors from there. So I'm like, these are my people. Just like people from Africa yep. are my people. These are my people too. So I, I just, I love the people. I love the nature. And I've never been a big, like, nature tree person but i love it it's so peaceful it's so quiet and it's just it's just really nice and that's what i love and i love that there are a lot of activities for you to do and i love the cost of living yeah that i really love <laughs> that's a big one right? that's, a, that's big a big one, one. like can i just tell you that is a big one but i i just I love it. And I love seeing the newness and, the, you know, the different things in the culture there. So, yeah. And I look forward to um, really diving a little deeper into the cultural things that Merida and the Yucatan have to offer. So, yeah, because I'm like eight minutes from like one of the ruins, one of the, the temples or whatever. And I'm sitting here like you're only down the street here. from the cenote at Costco. Mm -hmm. You know well, there's a cenote right there at Costco, right? Really? No. Well, I'm telling yes. you where I am. Wow, I didn't know that. I have to look yeah. at that. Well, there's two cenotes in my my development. When you come in the front gates, there's uh, one cenote here, and one. You have to come up and visit me. There's one cenote and then oh. another cenote. And on Mondays, um, the golf course closes down and you can go down to the cenotes on Mondays. <gasps> wow. Yep. That's amazing. Yep. Go, girl. Yes. Hey, I was like, shoot, I'm going right I here. Like this is where I'm going to be. And I'm safe. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I don't have to take a crowbar out to anybody. <laughs> I like and, that. So yes, okay. yes. But yeah, that's what I love advice and. You gave wonderful advice. So your, you know, your daughter is she in her twenties or you know thirties? She is in her twenties, going into her thirties. Friday she will be thirty. <laughs> She's gonna be a wow. lot. So you're coming yeah. time to celebrate, yeah. go girl. Hey, yeah, yeah. She uh. She's just like, I don't know. I I don't know anybody here. I was like, yeah, okay. So <sighs> it'll be good. Yeah, okay. So I have another question. Did you do your temporary residency or you're doing a tourist visa? I'm doing a tourist right now because I, I told my daughter, okay, we went to Tucson to do the temporary and um, mm -hmm. they were just pick the right place to go to. <clears throat> Pick a place that's not um, where they look at, they don't look at blacks as, you know, like being beneath them or whatever. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, and Tucson is so close to the border that they are so used to their residents being poor. And um, when you come there and you actually have the income and the means and all that, they have issues. Um, so, they gave me all kinds of flux. I provided them with everything. And then like the lawyer that I was using down in Merida said, just step back from them because some, some of the consulates are just, you know, it just depends on who you get. So just go to a different consulate. So I was going to go to one in Phoenix, okay. but um, instead my sister lives in the DC area. So uh, my nephew's graduating from Hampton in april so we're just gonna mm -hmm. go and just do it in dc um because it'll be easier to just do it <laughs> there than to go and fool with tucson i say stay away from tucson because they are just not right um i got in such an argument with this woman i kept having to email her stuff and everything and i'm sitting here like but I way more than than what you're asking I, would, I mean, way more than right. that. Well, you just got this large check in your account. Explain where it came from. I don't have to explain anything to you. Just you see that I'm, I'm pulling money in. I shouldn't have to explain myself to you at all. I don't have to explain nothing. Right. And I mean, I gave them everything. Right. And then she just made me so mad with the constant back and forth that I told her, um, put my stuff back in an envelope and put it in the mail and send it to me. Because I was like, mm -hmm. this shouldn't be this hard. It shouldn't be hard. Mm -hmm. um, I Like my mom's stuff, um, they were like, well, send her stuff because she, she was retired. And they were like, she was a retired school teacher. So they were like, send her stuff. And then also they wanted all your income to be on the same um, salary paycheck stub. And mine wasn't. So they were like, and I'm like, some of my income I will get permanently for the rest of my life. So why can't you use this? And, you know, no, we have to have everything on one, on one stuff. That's not realistic. Everybody's income doesn't always come from one source. So right. Um, I was just like, I'm, and I talked to the lawyer. She was like, yeah, just leave them alone. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I told the woman, right. give me my stuff back. And so um, we're making sure, because I want to make sure before I, I actually invest myself into something, I want to make sure that it's the right something for me. Um, so I don't right. mind if I need to in six months pick up and leave and whatever. That's fine. Um, if I need, if I say I don't like this, this is too difficult or this is too whatever, or it's just not right for me, I have that option to do that. Or I have the option to say, okay, okay this is right for me. Let's do that. So that's, that's what we're doing right now. But our plan is um, to go ahead and get the visas and everything like that at the end of that time period. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you answered a lot of our questions, especially about that, especially the difficult part, because I was learning with a temporary visa, there's different information out there. Some people say you can't bring it. Then I was reading an article that you can bring your stuff. I mean, so it's it, it swings one end of the pendulum to the other end of the pendulum. So mm -hmm. I was told that if you have to go to the consulate and there's this list and you got to be approved and that's it. And then if you go and get your paperwork, then you got to come back. You got to do it within six months of you getting it. Other than that, you can't use it. That's mm -hmm. something that yeah. people need to know. Some people yeah. at the consulate are not telling them or, you know, these are very important things. Yeah. So for mm -hmm. me, I'm like, wow. Yeah. Okay. And once you enter the country with it, see, that's another thing. Because I would not have been able to come back here and clean this out, you know, do what I need to do here. Because once you enter the country with that visa, you can't leave until everything is done. So you may be stuck for six months waiting for everything to be done. It just depends on how long it might take. So that's another right. thing to look at. But yeah, we, um, I was like, let's go ahead. Because they will let you into the country with your stuff. Because as far as they're concerned, you're on vacation, which you are. In a sense, you're there for 180 days on vacation, trying to decide whether or not this is the right place for you. And people do it in America. They come over and they say, oh, um, is this the right place for me? I'm going to sit, sit here for whatever the visa allows you to sit. And then they go and they say, yeah, I want to be here. And they make the effort to do that. And so now they have different things. And Merida, from what I understand, you can... Um, there's a way to be able to get the temporary visa there in Merida instead of having to come back to the States. So um, we're just weighing our options to see how to best do it. Also, another thing people don't know, if you purchase property over um, $250,000, you can um, you can get permanent residence.
I'm sorry about that. <laughs> okay, as you can see that <laughs> I had to change sources. My my computer said that's enough. But that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, but what I was saying is that if you buy property over a certain amount, you can also get permanent residence. Right. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yep. So people don't realize that it, it might behoove a person to buy property um in Mexico. So okay. there's a lot of different ways. It's just talking to a lawyer and seeing what the best route is. But yeah, you can bring your stuff down and I have a I have a lease at a place and everything. I have right. been paying on this lease since July and I wanted to furnish it because if I decide not to stay and I decide to come back to the States, I can leave what's there. And I can come back and forth, you know. Right, that makes so, sense. Mm -hmm. So I do have another question that I, I did just sort of. So did you have to pay duty tax to bring the stuff in? That was the the eight hundred dollars I had to pay. Oh my gosh! Did you give them a list of stuff or no? Did no. you have a list of stuff? No. No, they decided on it. First, he told me six hundred. I was like. Okay, for everything, for my my stuff and my daughter's, and then he was like, "Well, let's let's add two hundred for this one." I was like, "No, no!" I was like, "What do what 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 is written across my forehead, idiot? Take her money." I don't. <laughs> but yeah. Oh my gosh! Okay. Yeah, because that's the thing I got. You got to have a list of everything that you're going to bring in. Um, it has to be. Well, if you do the temporary, you got to have a cons uh them stamp it. The consulate has to go over it with the list and the serial numbers and all this stuff. I was like, that is yes, yeah, serial numbers and everything must give to them. And the consulate must uh, stamp it um, for them to approve it. It's a list of approval and then certain things you can't bring in. Uh, well, I know you can't bring plants in. I know you can't bring a mattress in. So I was like, you can't bring a mattress. They was like, no, you can't bring a mattress. Wow. No. Um, Cause we brought, we did bring um, a sofa and a sofa chair and an ottoman. We brought uh, a coffee table, sofa table, a TV, um, we bought a little wooden hutch. Um, I bought an exercise, a piece of exercise equipment. And then everything else was like clothes, books. Um, we did bring some kitchen stuff, you know, like, mm -hmm. um, yeah, we brought kitchen stuff like plates and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. And they didn't, uh -uh, no. We went to the border. We went across the border. Um, like I said, we crossed in Roma, and they took every piece of everything out of the out of the um, trailer. The vehicle. And oh, okay. The vehicle. They took everything out of eat out of the trailer, the vehicle, all that. I took. I brought my mother, and she was in a box. And I'm assuming they realized what was there. Because they didn't bother her. Um, they didn't open her up. They didn't do any of that. They respected her. Um, but yeah, no. 
everything. Mm -mm. Nope. But no, I just, they asked me, are you vacationing? And I said, yes. And I told them that I had rented a place and I had the lease and I let them see the lease and they saw the lease. And I said, um, they asked, oh, you're going to, you know, become a resident. And I said, probably so. I'm sure we will. But right now we're vacationing. So we had a trailer. <laughs> and on the way down, nobody stopped and said, let me inspect. No, I mean, you That's had good. little inspections, but no, we didn't have to do. I'm trying to think if I took any sort of electronics. I mean, my computers, I had, I think I have two computers of my own and my daughter has a computer down there. And then um, there's like two tablets, three tablets. Mm -hmm. She's got a tablet. So yeah, no printer. I, yeah, I had a printer, but okay, no. And then I bought mattresses there. I bought a washing machine and dryer and a refrigerator. So mm -hmm. over there, um, said, no, we went through the border. They took the stuff out. They looked for drugs. That's all they looked for. They didn't okay. ask for a duty list, nothing like that. And like I said, we were there for eight hours. They gave wow. me, they gave my daughter problems because they were trying to say her plates didn't match her vehicle, which was not true. And I told the man, um, cause I was tired at this point in time. And I said, we have been there for almost eight hours at that point. And I said to him, you're just trying to get more money out of me and I'm not giving it to you. Um, I said, you want another thousand dollars, I'm sure, to fix this because who they wanted her to produce a copy of the bill, a cell of her car. And I said, who walks around with a bill, a cell in their car? I don't. And she doesn't. And I said, we're not producing that. Um, you have the registration from the state and you have the information from the lien holder, call them. They'll verify that this is her car. I said, but I'm tired. I'm not giving you any more money. You already sucked me dry. I said, but you know what? This is what, what's going to happen if this continues. I'm going to call my bank and I'm going to tell them to reverse all the transactions and we're going to go back across the border. <laughs> but I was like, I'm, I'm not doing that. So, right. Uh huh. So he signed the paper, stamped the thing and let us go on our merry way. All right. Yeah. See, handle yeah, so, business. <laughs> I think it depends on who you get and where and all that stuff. Um, we happened to get people who were bored and they wanted something to do. So they just did it. Everything. Yeah. But like even doing a visa, they were like, um, do you need, what do you need for? No. When we went to get the visa from there, cause we did all of it there. They were like, um, how long do you want to stay? We told them, they said, okay. Stamped everything, paid for it. And, then they were like, oh, you got to do your cars, you know, just stuff like that. But no, we okay. I didn't experience that. I did not experience that taking my stuff into um, the country. I didn't experience it. So, and, OK, that's that's a plus. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know what would have happened if we had gone to another border crossing, but I assume it would have been the same. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's easier to cross the border and come through. Mm -hmm. is to do it um, 
than it is to do it the other way. I think it's just easier to right. um, cross a by land and the you know fly in and all that stuff. So okay, yeah. yeah. Well, well, this way I'm trying thinking or or working on is coming by the way of Tijuana and see if I can get on the ferry. That's something oh. I want to do. <laughs> So that's a new experience. So I'm going to see, you know, how that works out because that's different. And I'm like, it's not there instead of going out of the state and going all around through Arizona, through Texas when I don't need to. I'm right there on the border of Tijuana. Why Mm -hmm. not go through Tijuana Drive, get on the road and get in there? And then my friend said, there's a ferry that goes right across that you can go. I was like, what? She's like, you can take your car. I was like, stop playing. Okay. Wow. So, so now that's going to be an adventure. Yes, it will. It yes, it will. <laughs> and like you know, people were like, "Oh my gosh, I don't know how you did it, how you got through it." This is how I did it, and how I got through it. I needed to get where I was going, and if I was stuck somewhere, I still needed an end to my solution because I couldn't right. stay right there, and nobody could instantly pop me out of there. So I still had to get from there to this place and to get from there to this place that meant I had to do some things to get there I may not have liked them I may not have enjoyed them I can laugh about them I laughed about them during the situation Um, right but I had to be able to move forward and it's not about somebody being necessarily brave or something or whatever you just have to do it I mean right other choice did I have I didn't want to be stuck on the side of a road in a foreign land, you know, no. Makes sense. Yeah. And then my daughter is with me. I don't care how she is. She's always going to be my baby. All right. I I I want my baby stuck on the side of the road. And I'm sure I know she was scared because I was scared. So, you know, and of course I, as her mom can't show that I'm scared, but we have to get out of the situation. So And you found it. That's right. the beautiful thing. You found it. Yep. So I that's a blessing. Right. I can't I couldn't my car is paid off. I ain't leaving that. So I couldn't <laughs> leave my car. I just my trailer is paid for. I ain't leaving that. So and then it had all my belongings in it. So what was I okay. gonna do? Because yeah, I could have easily have moved the dogs over and gotten her car and said, Let's go. But I couldn't do that, you know? Right. What do you do? You do it. You handle it. You found a solution. Mm -hmm. You handle it. Yes. You handle it. That's beautiful. Yes. So what would be the last piece of advice would you send, extend to anyone making the decision to drive or coming to Merida? Two two things you want to say both. (laughs) If you're going to make this decision to drive, I would find a good company to drive your car there. Um, or if you're going to drive it, I would drive not by yourself. Although we were together, we were literally in our cars by ourselves, So we couldn't mm-hmm. switch off driving. So I would find, I would take a couple people with you to drive. Um, if you're a woman, I definitely wouldn't do it by myself. Not again, no. Um, And like I said, there are some really great people out there that can um, drive your car in um, and you can get them to drive it in. If that's just too much of an expense because they are expensive, 
just, you know, get some people that you know that have passports and, you know, get them to help you drive, um, plot your route, um, even <coughs> like AAA or something like that, a roadside service that can help you plot out the route, um, plot out your route and find hotels that you can stay at. For us, it was a little more challenging with the hotels because we have pets and not all hotels would take a dog. So right. it's a little more challenging and that's where we use like Airbnb hotel and stuff like that. And um, I use Hilton's a lot anyway. So I had rewards points, all that. And I was able to, you know, go to the different Hilton's. So I would plot out hotels to stay at, make sure before you cross the border, you get enough cash go to one of those currency exchange things, get some cash. Um, and, oh, yeah, make sure you have really good music or a good book to listen to while you're driving, too. Those are, like, some really important tips. And toilet paper. Take a roll, a couple rolls, if you need to, of toilet paper and food. Um, you know, just, like I said, they're not, they don't have, like, restaurants, like our rest stops or truck stops do they're not equipped like that um you might find snacks or drinks but you're not going to find like a restaurant so bring food with you um oh and also when you're stopping at these rest stops get the electrolyte drinks because that was one thing i told my daughter make sure you're drinking your electrolytes um that's going to keep you healthy while we're on this long trip and it's going to keep you hydrated and everything right. oh and also if you have to use the bathroom a lot get some diapers <laughs> i mean i wish i had used those it's because we were stuck in the car for 24 hours and so we literally didn't go to the bathroom for 24 hours so <laughs> i wish i had had some at at one point in time so i said <laughs> <some> diapers <laughs> It's okay, yes. diapers. But yeah, just those little things, and like especially just plot out your road, drive during the day. Um, don't uh, don't drive at night. Watch for the potholes; they're everywhere, and watch the speed limits because the speed limits are not that fast on their roadway. And stick to the speed limit. Don't like you know overshoot it and everything. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's my. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and what would be the reward? You say the reward of actually living in Merida. Give me three three things you think is a reward for living in Merida. It's beautiful. The people are nice and wonderful, uh, and it's got clean, fresh. It's a clean, fresh environment. That's it. Clean, fresh environment. So that covers everything: the water, the food. All that stuff. It's clean and it's fresh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Sounds great. So you guys have heard it here live on Food Alchemy Network was Miss Bernadette Sanders, her journey, her challenges, her conquering. So you got to hear from A to Z without any mis mishaps <laughs> and some wonderful advice on tips that you can use as your travel to your journey 
to Meta or any other country you can apply these to, which is great. And as a single mom traveling, that in itself is a challenge. And also to trust that your baby is right behind you going to be okay. So I trust me, I understand. Um, I have one that is, well, he's 25, but he's not a baby. But that's the main reason. That's the reason why I'm back here in Mexico. I mean, oh gosh, see, I need to go home. (laughs) (laughs) One of the reasons why I came back is to straighten something out because someone wanted to do something. So they always be your babies. Mm -hmm. That's the beauty. So um, you guys, if you have any questions, leave them down below. And this is Food Alchemy Network. If you like what you've seen and you would like more, uh, leave me an inbox. And also, I would like you to, as my son would say, please subscribe. And if you want notification, hit that bell button. And we would be more than happy to provide more information. So I want to say that to you. And also, please share, share, share this video. And if you thought it was helpful, always, I told you, that you can leave a donation. We love that. Is that me or you in the background? Some music is coming. My computer chinging away, and I'm trying to get it to stop. (laughs) I was like, wait a minute. Is that me? No, that's me, and it won't stop. Lord, have mercy. That's okay. That's okay. (laughs) It's just saying, ching, ching, ching. Your time is up. Your time is up. (laughs) So, because we almost been on here two hours. So, thank you, everybody. And I will see you when I get there. I'll be, do- like I said, I'll be driving my truck. So that's another reason, like, ah. Uh. <laughs> toilet, toilet paper, insurance. That's, that's. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I got AAA. So okay. I think, and I know that they go there. That was one of the reasons I kept AAA oh, for okay. the year. Uh-huh. So we shall see. So, because I got, still got a lot of stuff that I want to focus on when I get there to the drive in the time. So oh, I'm looking right. forward to that. Right. So, yep. Awesome. So, okay. And safe journey back home tomorrow. Okay. okay. And thank you for being part of Food Alchemy Network. Okay. Thank you. And for sharing your experience. Me. You're welcome. Have a wonderful day, love. You thank too. you. Okay, thanks. Uh, Bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Beautiful. be upon you and all that surrounds you. You are listening to Food Alchemy Network. I am the CEO of Food Alchemy Network. We have a variety of shows from cooking to aligning to angelic readings to intuitive spiritual growth and development. Also for learning to learning to meditate we are here to help you reach the exterior go into the interior of self alliance and abundance I want to thank you for staying tuned with Food Alchemy Network if you would like to contact us you can do so by calling 480-253-9407. That number again is 480-253-9407.
480-253-9407. That is the number you can dial. Email is dr. Period C E S I L Y D E A N G E L O at gmail.com. That's Dr. Period Cicely D'Angelo at gmail.com. For any response for our guest or host, leave a message or send us an email. Thank you. Blessings be upon you.